We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What we feel like is the best direction moving forward, whether it's drop back, play action, whatever it is, um, you know, to really help us take the next steps. Because that's what it's all about, okay? What, what can we do to, for us as an offense to take the next steps, you know, to help us, you know, get where we want to go and, uh, you know, uh, get some home playoff games late in, late in the year. I mean, that's, what's, that's what it's all about for us. What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown, Monday, February 5th. Uh, your, your usual compadres here, Jake and Andrew, ready to talk about Ken Dorsey's uh, introduction press conference that just wrapped up here about 1130 Eastern time. And as is no, always the case, Andrew, there's sort of veiled answers to questions that some good, some bad, majority are kind of rough, but for the most part, give us a vi- at least an idea of what's going on behind the scenes, right? To to sort of map out the hiring process, map out the decisions going forward with who's handling the important aspects of the role and a little bit of a glimpse of why Ken Dorsey was hired in general. And I think we got all of those answers. My, my lead to you, though, is uh, kind of wondering at what point Ken Dorsey and John Dorsey, I hear the name Dorsey. I don't think of John <laughs> Dorsey. I immediately think of Ken because I'm, I'm yep. still really struggling with that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to – it's going to take a while, I think, especially because I think Ken will be roughly about as behind the scenes as Alex Van Pelt was, right? So it's going to – I think it's going to take a while, and I think uh, it's it's something that we're all just going to have to embrace, that maybe we'll call him John a few times. It might happen. It's really a sort of pushback into Brown's history that we want to forget, so I'm hoping this wears off as quickly as possible uh, just just for my – uh, mental stability to to hold true because right. thinking thinking through the John Dorsey era and some of the decisions around it. Rough stuff. All right. So before we get to Dorsey, we should probably mention the other things the Browns did real quick in, in terms of laying out the the coaching staff. So we have obviously Dorsey is announced as the offensive coordinator. We get Deuce Staley as the running back coach, right? So um that's a a very simple running back coach label though. He's not labeled as the run game coordinator, which is something that we have seen um, for Stump Mitchell in the past. So that's something to pay attention to. Maybe that's a job that they envision the O-line coach taking as a part of the um, draw right. into I think that's the hire. Safe, being saved for the OL coach, yeah. 
Right. So the other one that gets announced is Tommy Reese. And we were we were talking about this before the show. It's it's really interesting semantics that are going on with this one. So we have Chad O'Shea, the wide receivers coach, is the pass game coordinator. And then we have Tommy Reese, the tight ends coach, whose role clearly goes beyond just tight ends because they're giving him the title. Something I have not seen. I have not explored Andrew many organizations labeling across the NFL. But as far as I know, the Brown side, I've never seen this. A pass game specialist mm-hmm. is the yeah. label there. So that's something. Yeah, it's unique, right? Uh, I think it it kind of makes me think that I would like to, in addition to being co-host, be the pass game aficionado. Yeah, that, that would have been a better one. I would have yeah. preferred that that yeah. route to, to just a specialist. But yeah. I think also I've heard some Chad O'Shea New England buzz. Does uh-huh. that does that the, come back to fruition? The, and then they can just AVP switch. wants to bring him in as like the main his main yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Then they can just switch up the uh, verbiage on the Browns website and give it give him the coordinator label there. Tommy Reese, tight ends and pass game coordinator. But anyway, specialist is funny. It it, it does tell you they do envision him having mm-hmm. some kind of important role. You don't mm-hmm. just throw that tag on with 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 no purpose, but they don't want to step on O'Shea's toast here. So it's like, I wonder when uh, on the script is the time for the coordinator and the specialist to get together to do all their pass game right. coordinating in yeah. a special way. It's very well, you, weird. You also wonder if O'Shea did leave, would Reese just slide over and become the wide receivers coach? Yeah. I, because I mean, you'd have to replace that position somehow. So... It's sort of the natural path. Usually guys yeah. do go tight end wide receiver right. and then quarterback or something along those lines. So And so then maybe you make an internal promotion to tight ends coach because it's kind of the it's the lowest rung on the offensive coaching ladder, right? So it would be a, a good spot. We had speculated it would be a good spot for somebody who's kind of working their way up. Indeed. Yeah. So that that's one to pay attention to. Just we were talking through it and we're like, okay, so he's got this label. What does O'Shea have? On the Browns official website, they they still have O'Shea as pass game coordinator. And then Tommy Reese is the pass game specialist. So that is something to keep your eye on. But all other announcements were put together as planned there. It looks like to me updated on the uh, coaching staff online. So nothing else to really. Well, Jacques Cesaire as the defensive line coach was the other one. Yep. So he's introduced and put on the website too. So we don't Mm -hmm. have any update on a quarterback coach and we don't have any update on offensive line coach. So those are the two remaining to be filled. Now we'll see about quarterback coach because Andrew, I felt like it was pretty obvious that from the line of uh, speaking from Dorsey, he's going to be as heavily involved in the quarterback room as his predecessor. That's the exciting thing about Deshaun is like, you know, from everything I've been told from, you know, Kevin and the guys here, this guy, you know, he wants to be coached. You know, he wants to be, you know, pushed and, and driven. And, um, you know, I think uh, I'll be able to pick up, you know, where, where the staff has left off on that. And I think they've done a great job here throughout time. It's clear. Uh, what what uh, we've been capable of doing in the past few years, and now, you know, to pick that up with Deshaun and and really get going, and you know, obviously evaluate those things, and then go and and let's build a, a great base of fundamentals that we can depend on throughout the year, and uh, and make sure we're doing those things that you know come the fourth quarter of games, like we're we've still got a great base that that'll help us be accurate, and uh, you know, when things get a little messy, we could still rely on those things and and. Uh, and deliver accurate throws and make great decisions. So that's that's half the battle. The, our, our job in the quarterback room is to go out, score points, and, and help us win football games, whether it's one point or 20 points or whatever. You know, And, and I think uh, when you got, got a guy like him, he's going to help you do that. For sure, for sure. He, he talked multiple times about working in that room, meaning the quarterback's room. So I think it's very obvious that the Browns, Kevin Stefanski prefers this method, right? It, it seems at this point that – 
you get a guy who is an offensive coordinator who runs the offense, probably doesn't call plays, and then also oversees the quarterback room as as a sort of seamless part of being the guy that puts together the offensive game plan. So this is, I think, you know, Jake, big picture, this is like the most, because the Browns haven't had this level of stability, this is the most in-depth we've gone into what these individual positions do because they hadn't really replaced many, especially on the offense, since Stefanski got here. And typically when they replace them, they replace them when they're replacing the head coach. And you're so busy talking about that position, you don't even really dig into whoever the quarterback's coach or wide receiver's coach or whatever. So I feel like we've been talking about these different really specific responsibilities for so long. But Dorsey did in his press conference make it very obvious from his comments about Deshaun Watson being a premier quarterback in the NFL to say that at this point, part of what the Browns obviously are doing is bringing in a, a guy who is going to try and reestablish that confidence in Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you can't come out in the press conference and say the opposite of that, but to go out of your way multiple times to talk about him being one of the best quarterbacks, most talented quarterbacks in the league, which is what was said, yeah. and you've just worked with Josh Allen for the past four years, that tells you the project that the Browns are embarking on by making this hire, because this is all about Deshaun Watson. There's no doubt it's an ego thing. I think they're trying to rebuild his mental uh, aspect here that he's one of the best guys doing it. And I don't blame them. They need to. This is the effort that they need Absolutely. to go to, uh, to to get it right. And especially when you talk to Deshaun and Deshaun's people and you say, hey, we're going to bring in a guy who was the amount of credit for which these things happened is debatable. But he was there. He was involved in the evolution of Cam Newton, and he was involved at a quarterback coach level and then eventually an offensive coordinator level with Josh Allen's rapid development. So he has a pretty good track record here of putting together quarterbacks that matter. So if he were to fail with Deshaun, it were it would be really interesting, Andrew. And I think that's a part of the larger conversation right. that you have to have is we wondered upon his hiring, and I I think we asked this question like early last week. It's part mm -hmm. of our opener. Is he here to help Deshaun or is he here to help the offense? And I don't think you can hear him talk today without getting the clear yeah. understanding that he is here to help Deshaun get Deshaun right. And a byproduct of that is that the offense will be better. Instead of the offense will do this, we're going to be this, and Deshaun will fit in. Right. I don't was, get that yeah. vibe. No, that's not a fitting in situation. It is a... We took a, one of the largest swings in NFL history on a specific player, and it has not worked out after two years. And we got to make it work out soon because otherwise we got to eat a 70-some million dollar cap charge one of these years. So it's not just the part where they're trying to get him to play better for what the product on the field is because we just saw you can throw Joe Flacco in there and be okay on offense. This is about avoiding the the so-called cliff that would come up if they had to pay out his contract to get him off yeah. the books because that would hamper genuinely hamper their ability to compete for a year or two and they don't want to they don't want to go down that road so part of salvaging this asset is building a plan where either he can get off the books at the end of the five years a trade can become a possibility or he just is back to being who he was in 2019 and 2020 but I think it's also telling that Ken Dorsey said specifically in the press conference that he met with a bunch of people in the organization, which tells you that he's meeting with Paul DePodesta, maybe even ownership. The thing I respect about this organization and, and Kevin Mullith is, is how thorough they are in making these decisions. Like, it, I mean, uh, uh, 
it was it was darn near like a root canal to get this job. Now, I mean, uh, you go through a lot, you know, of testing, of interviews, of, I mean, I met more people in this this building than I have in any building I've ever been in, just uh, in the interview process, which is awesome. Like as a as somebody coming in, like that's what you want. So that's that's been the that's the exciting part for me in this process now of being a part of this, of hiring an offensive line coach is, there's an intentional way of going about it. Um, and the way we're doing it, because let's face it, like to Kevin's point, like Bill is, is, is one of the best out there. So in order to replace him, we've got to make sure we're intentional with how we're doing it and, and making the decision that's in the best interest of us as a football team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So why would you go Game Time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats. Like I said, before you buy them, you buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they're sent directly to your phone. 
All right. So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that game time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets, create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Which speaks to how important they view this. Right, if, exactly. If the organization as a whole is, is interviewing an offensive coordinator and he's not just meeting with the head coach and the GM that's full organizational buy-in to making sure they get this right. And I'm sure that it was the same with the other candidates that they had at the top of their list Yeah, that they, they put them through the full car wash. It wasn't just something they did for Ken Dorsey. I doubt. Again, what stands out to me is he wasn't asked a question that led him in the, into that direction. Yeah. He volunteered he, that. He volunteered the information that he met. It was a rigorous interview process for the job like a root canal he said yes which is (laughs) you can take that as good and bad and here's why i'll say that i I was the first one to jump at albert breer and i'm not saying breer is right still i still find it really far-fetched that he would make him they would make him like i think there's a difference between a head coach meeting with the gm and, and chief strategy officer and them all sitting down and saying hey our recommendation between barry and 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 um Paul DePodesta is that we should move on from the defensive coordinator. That's our suggestion. And Kevin being like, I will not do that flat out. I think there's probably a good amount of agreeing going on. Like Mm. it's okay for those guys to have that opinion and Kevin to also be in that, at least close to that decision and getting pushed in that direction Mm. and against him fighting it. Cause because the way they're portraying it as at least the Breers of the world is that he's being forced to do these things against his will. Right. And I don't believe that to be true, but I think that based on what Dorsey is saying, you cannot just sit back and presume that those guys have no voice, at least in some real recommendations right. for Kevin right. to figure out some moving stuff moving forward. And that could be a good thing. It could be mm-hmm. a thing that pushes a coach in the right direction, challenges them, makes them better. Right. Or you could take it in a direction that you want to take it in, which is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's meddling. It's something that, that shouldn't be happening. And, there's you know, ultimately you can take it whatever direction you want to take it. I just think that there's this painted picture nationally that those are the guys actually making the decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a collaborative process going into that decision, Andrew, whereas they're trying to paint it as like front office versus Kevin. And I don't, I don't think that's true. I really don't think that's true. Right. I don't, it doesn't have to be a power struggle for it to be that Paul D Podesta has a lot of, input into the way that this team is constructed from top to bottom that that everybody can be on board with that and I think if you do look at the big picture here like I was in favor of them moving on from Alex Van Pelt and changing their offensive identity in the way that they are doing I think it's notable that Kevin when he was introducing Ken Dorsey today said I look forward to kind of rebuilding this offense from the ground up with Ken so that's that's that's, I mean, so we're talking a large part about bringing Ken in to help with Watson, but that did also get said. So I, I do think that's worth mentioning here with Callahan and Alex Van Pelt departing. So much of what they have done on offense has left the building. 
And so they they are in the process this offseason of really rebuilding the offense in a way, Jake, that we thought that they were last season or even two seasons ago. But this is different because the people are different now, right? So it almost has to be. And so I would just say from a big picture, if Paul DePodesta's position was we need to bring in an outside voice to help in reconstructing the offense, I happen to agree. So, <laughs> And I'm sure it, Kevin wouldn't have been that opposed to it either, right? And Well, he I saw think the we results. Should, yeah, we should also note too that if and you made a good point of this before the show, if they were going to give, like, we can't say with certainty, but it, it feels abundantly obvious that Kevin's going to keep calling plays. He did the same song and dance that he does every offseason where we're going to look at it, evaluate it, talk through it, and then we'll we'll make a decision. It's right. the same thing they've done multiple different times between the Van Pelt-Stefanski relationship and to your point, what you said, which is well thought out, if the agent knew that he was calling plays and that was a part of his hiring, it would have been trumpeted all over social media. It would have been very well documented that, that Ken Dorsey was going to be calling plays because that's it's not that like the guy getting the job underneath, I'm trying to think of any hire that happened recently here, um, you know, whoever. I don't I don't really care. It's not a big deal. Like well, Kevin what happened has, with Alex Van Pelt. Well, Kevin has been calling plays. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what I'm getting at is if there was an offensive-minded coach hired somewhere, let's think through that. We're smart guys. Who was an offensive-minded coach hired somewhere this offseason? Uh, uh, Canales. Oh, Canales, yeah, down sure. in Carolina. Yeah. So if he hired somebody, they would mention whether he's calling plays or not, right? Right, yes. So the Browns hiring an OC, it's a big deal if Kevin it would be a reverse course from where they've been. So we're not here to say with certainty, but I think it feels like a 90-10 situation where it's like Kevin's calling plays, unless he's working with Ken this offseason is like blown away by him and I can hand this to him and maybe there's a different place for my my time and energy. But it does feel like that same process is going to be in place, even though it has not been outwardly spoken yet. Right. Otherwise, we would have heard about it. Play calling to me is, you know, uh, not as important as winning winning football games you know to me it's it's more about all right what's the decision that we feel most comfortable about moving forward to help our team win and I've been you know in my career more interested about okay what what can I do to help this team win you know more so than anything else and that's the only thing that matters to me so whether Kevin's calling it I'm calling it you know uh, that's to me, you know, the most important thing is us as a team. Well, it goes back to the Kellen Moore conversation, right? Because Moore was the play caller, the offensive coordinator that I think they felt like they couldn't get without allowing him to call plays. And so it has to be on the table because if there's a candidate that says, I'm on board, but I need play calling, and that's the guy that the organization, talking about this organizational buy-in, if De Podesta and Barry, whoever else, view more is the best guy to get the most out of Watson and he needs play calling, then you give it to him. But in this situation, if you can get away with the coach keeping it and get the guy, the second best guy for Watson, which is, I think what happened, then it, it does make sense for it to reside with Kevin because he, as he said before, he, he doesn't like doing it, but he does feel like it's one of his strengths. Yeah, that's the read we have on it right now. We'll obviously keep you guys in the loop if we feel like that changes through conversation or decision-making or how they're acting. Maybe Andrew Barry says something different, leaves some um, you know, breadcrumb trails there in, the, in in Indy during the combine. But I think that's the next time he speaks. So Yeah, that's when uh, we'll, we'll get both of them, I think. Yeah, we'll pay attention to those things as they happen. But yeah, um, 
That's it for the first part of the podcast. We're going to have a part two that comes up later where we do look at the running back room and discuss some other things from around the NFL. And an interesting Kevin Stefanski quote from the presser today that I think is worth talking about. So check back in a little later. We'll also do a chalk talk later tonight where we're going to have some insights from the Senior Bowl. So stop by and check that out as well. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Information on Ken Dorsey. There'll be some write-up at the OBR in the near future, getting into more detail about this. But the press conference was revealing in nature, and we're happy to bring you some insights from that one. So check in with us again. Like I said, later podcast today, another podcast tomorrow as usual. Thanks for stopping by making the OBR film breakdown a part of your day. Rate and review the pod if you can. Until we catch up next time, be well. Go Browns. Well, I think, the, um, I mean, that's part of the excitement for me coming here. I mean, uh, you watch this offense on film, and there, there's a lot of exciting things about it, not only from a player standpoint, but, uh, you know, what we're doing in creativity and, and different, uh, different ways to attack a defense standpoint. So I think there's, uh, there's a lot of exciting things that, that we've done. And, and then obviously, you know, every year, whether it's me coming in new this year, but every year you look to evolve and to, to evaluate and change. Hey, do we like this? No, take it out. You know, do we do we want to add this? Yeah, add it. You know what I mean? And and there's there's always that evolution that you look to try to stay ahead of the curve. So that's going to happen. But I think that's the the exciting part to come in now is is to be a part of that and and blend these kind of two different philosophies. You know, and and uh, um, you know incorporate different uh, different things that maybe we did in in Buffalo or Carolina or or whatnot. And then obviously we've got some other coaches who are coming in. Uh, who are going to be able to add their, you know, uh, from their experiences as well. Um, and that's the exciting part. I mean, that's why that's what makes ball fun, is to come in and, and really kind of roll up your sleeves and say, okay, you know, where, where do we want to go?